Hi everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In part 9 of the Motion Warp Tracking series, we'll dig into how motion vectors are analyzed and integrated when performing motion warp tracking. Hopefully by having a better understanding, you should be able to get the best performance out of the tools. We'll also discuss how this data is cached to disk, as well as how to render out motion vectors as a standalone source. If you'd like to follow along, please click the link in the description to download the media and setups. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast, then please type the displayed link in your web browser. So here you have a clip of a band, and you've been asked to place a logo on the singer's t-shirt. Now this is one example, but you would use a similar technique if you were doing gunshot wounds, blood splatters, or even shot cleanup. The typical starting point is to find the best frame, which should normally have the sharpest focus. In this case, it is the last frame of the clip. Now in the interest of time, I have already supplied a still of the last frame with the logo composited on the t-shirt. There is already an alpha included with the attached EXR, and you can toggle this with F4. This could have come from Photoshop, or you could have composited a high resolution image using Action. Once you've established the positioning and possibly the initial look, you can start tracking the logo to the t-shirt. So the first part is to work out the motion vector data for the track. Ensure the length of the batch composite matches the length of the source clip. Next, drag out an action node from the batch node bin. Connect the source clip as the background, and the still logo frame as the front and mat for Media Input 1. Go into the action node and use a 2-up view with ALT 2 to see the result view and the action schematic. Scrubbing the time bar, the logo only lines up with the reference frame, which is the last frame in this case. In order to generate the motion vectors for the static logo, switch to the node bin menu and select the background in the media list. This selection will be the source for the motion vectors. Next, select the logo image object in the action schematic. Locate the motion vectors map node and drag it into the action schematic. As soon as you do that, the motion vectors are generated from the selected background image in the media list, and you can use this to track the logo. Now I just want to point out that the motion vector analysis is currently being generated live per frame as you scrub the composite. The motion vector data is then cached for the scrubbed frames. It is not mandatory to cache the entire range of motion vectors at any point, so you can test things out before committing to the whole shot. To track the logo using the motion vectors, double-click on the image object, and under the Image tab, switch to Tracking and the mode will be Motion Warp. At the last frame, add a reference to lock the logo to the motion vectors. When you scrub the time bar, the logo moves with the t-shirt using motion warp tracking. Now two processes are actually happening as you scrub the frames. 
Firstly, Flame is analyzing the image and generating the forward and backward motion vectors for each frame you scrub. This is the analysis which generates the motion vectors. However, once you've defined a reference point for motion warp tracking, Flame also works out how to move the pixels using the motion vectors per frame. This is what we call integration. As Flame performs both operations live within the software, scrubbing is initially slow and you may see analysis messages on screen as Flame performs these calculations for the first time. The next time you scrub these frames, the motion vector data and the integration are cached for those specific frames and Flame starts getting faster. This caching is the same as caching any other node in batch. In other words, the data will get cached in the action node, but as soon as you make a change in the flow graph or update the reference frames for the track, the analysis and integration data will be flushed and must be recached again. However, you do have an alternative option. You could switch to the Motion Vectors Map menu, choose Analysis and proceed to cache the range of frames. This will take the entire range of frames, perform the Motion Vector Analysis as well as the integration for tracking and this data will then be cached with the Action node. The big difference with this versus caching as you scrub is that caching the range will not flush the cache if you make changes to either the flow graph or tracking references. You have to manually flush the cache if you want to recalculate the analysis and integration. So this way you shouldn't need to keep recalculating the data for every change. Now I want to come back to the two processes for motion warp tracking. Calculating or analyzing the motion vectors is one process and integrating them for the track is the other. The reason for mentioning this again is that whether you analyze the motion vectors in action or even provide a separate motion vector render pass which can bypass the analysis operation, in both cases the integration analysis still needs to take place using the motion vectors in order to track the logo to the t-shirt. This will always be the workflow. So this leads on to another question that always gets asked. How do you create motion vector passes as a separate source instead of using the motion vector analysis in action? Well, you need a forward and backward motion vector pass for motion warp tracking. The best suggestion is to use the motion analysis node in batch which produces the same motion vectors as in action. Let's take a quick look how to do that. Swipe back to Batch and duplicate the SMC Band Clip and Logo Clips with Ctrl D to give us a fresh start. In the Batch node bin, locate and drag out the Motion Analysis node. Connect the Source Clip into the red front input. When you select the node and press F4, you will get the forward vectors. Pressing F4 a second time will show you the backward vectors. These motion vectors are the same as action and please note that they need to be rendered out as 32-bit. Now swipe back to Batch. To create a rendered clip with forward and backward motion vectors, 
drag out a render node from the batch node bin. Double click on the node for its settings and change the format to multi-channel. Set the channels to 2 and set the bit depth to 32 bit float point. Going back to batch, connect the forward vectors to the first red input and the backward vectors into the second red input. For clarity's sake, select the node and rename it to MV. Press Render. This will generate a new multi-channel clip containing both motion vector passes. Once the render is complete, you will find the multi-channel clip in the Batch Renders reel in the Media panel. You could export this as a multi-channel EXR if you want, but let's recreate the same motion warp tracking using the separate motion vector render passes. Delete the render node as it's no longer needed and drag in the motion vectors clip into the batch schematic. You can toggle between the forward and backward motion vectors by pressing F4. Next, drag out an action node from the batch node bin. Connect the background as before. Next, create the first media input for the logo. Connect its front and mat into the node. Secondly, create another media input for the motion vector render passes. Connect the forward motion vectors into the red input and connect the backward motion vectors into the blue input. The blue input is normally for a mat or alpha channel. But in the case of motion vectors, the media node interprets the render pass and repurposes the blue input accordingly. As a quick side note, you could use the outputs from the motion analysis node for your forward and backward motion vectors. However, this is a live calculation compared to the rendered motion vector passes. Go back into action and use a 2-up view with ALT2. Go to the last frame and delete the second image object containing the motion vectors. To apply the motion vectors to the logo, go to the Action Media menu and select the motion vectors in the media list. Select the logo image object and call up the contextual menu. Choose Add Map and select Motion Vectors Map. By default, the Motion Vectors Map is generating new motion vector data. So call up the Motion Vectors Map menu and under Controls, change the motion vectors to Forward and Backward. The Motion Vectors Map starts using the incoming motion vector data from the media list and does not perform the analysis to generate its own motion vectors. So by having an external motion vectors input, you don't need to analyse or generate the motion vectors. However, the integration still needs to be calculated to track the logo to the T-shirt. If you go to the Image Objects menu, choose Tracking and set a reference frame at the last frame, the integration process begins and the logo will track to the T-shirt. Scrubbing the frames, the integration is being calculated on the fly. This is why you can still get the analysis messages on screen. This caches the integration data for each scrubbed frame, 
but it will flush automatically if you update the flow graph or any reference frames at any point. To have better control over the cache data, you go back to the Motion Vectors Map controls and switch to the Analysis menu. Click Cache Range and this calculates the integration for every frame and caches the data as before. However, to remove this cache, you'll have to manually flush this cache to redo the integration if necessary, and this is independent of changes in the flow graph or updates to the reference frames. When you scrub the time bar, you'll get the exact same outcome matching the generated motion vectors in the previous action node. So either generating the motion vectors in action or using an external motion vectors source, Flame still needs to work out the tracking for each frame of the composite through integration. For a quick comparison, you can go back to batch and drag out a difference mat node. Connect each action output into the difference mat inputs. Select the difference mat node and press F4 for the result view. You will note that through the entire range of frames, there is no difference between using generated motion vectors in action and an external motion vectors render pass. Please delete the difference mat node and save this batch setup so that you can use it with the next video. Now using motion vectors, either generated in action or as a separate source clip, is very powerful as well as incredibly flexible for motion warp tracking. But between the analysis and integration, it is very processor intensive and the data set is huge. So in part 10 of the Motion Warp Tracking series, you'll look at using UV render passes as a fast performing alternative for Motion Warp Tracking instead of Motion Vectors. You'll get the same results, but it has certain limitations that you'll need to know about. Don't forget to check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to the Flame 2019.2 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos and thanks for watching.